In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, the Father, through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, you have overcome death and opened the gate of everlasting life to us. Grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of our Lord's resurrection may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
The Old Testament reading for the resurrection of our Lord is from Isaiah, chapter 25. And in this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast of choice pieces, a feast of wines on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, of well-refined wines on the lees. And he will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast over all people, and the veil that is spread over all nations, he will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. And it will be said in that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. This is the word of the Lord.
The epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which you also are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preach and so you believed. This is the word of the Lord.
the Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and said to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloths lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen cloths lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O
Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren. And say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken these things to her. This is the word of the Lord. Will you put yourself in Mary's shoes this morning? Why did she come to the tomb early Easter morning? while it was still dark before the break of day? Why did she run to Peter and John? They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Who took him? What did she think happened? After Peter and John ran to the empty tomb and saw the face cloth and the linens carefully folded and lying upon the stone slab where Jesus had lain, they went home. They did not yet understand the scriptures that he must rise from the dead. But after they left, Mary remained. And she stood outside the tomb weeping. Why? Then she stooped down and looked into the tomb and saw two angels in white, and they asked her the same question that I am asking you this morning. Why are you weeping? Let's answer this question. Why was she weeping? It is really quite simple Jesus saved her life from destruction. She was going to hell, but the Lord Jesus treated her with tenderness and with mercy. He called her to repentance. He forgave her sin. He delivered her from the power of Satan. He gave her the gift of faith, ardent trust and devotion. Jesus gave her love and peace. Jesus gave Mary Magdalene purpose for living. Jesus gave her the certainty and the blessed hope of eternal life with him who loved her. That's why she was weeping. She loved him. He saved her. She believed in him. 
she gave her hope. And she still believed in him. This is the wonderful thing about St. John's testimony. Even though he had died and she thought someone must have stolen the body from her, the Roman soldiers, the temple guard, the chief priests, whoever, they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. Even though he had died, Mary calls Jesus, my Lord, now, in that present moment when she went to the tomb. He is my Lord. How lovely. Even in death, he was her Lord. Even in death, she believed in him. This is so very important for us to understand. St. Paul says that when he came to the people in the communities and congregations to which he preached. He determined to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That means that all of Christian theology, a right understanding of Jesus as the Son of God and our Savior, absolutely cannot be known in any other way but through Jesus' suffering and death. Even on Easter, when we celebrate his resurrection, it is through the lens of his suffering and death which made it all possible. This sacrifice of Jesus upon the cross is at the center of our faith. Even our faith in Jesus' resurrection from the dead cannot be understood apart from his resurrection. Mary's faith and her outpouring of grief on Easter morning indicates that she absolutely believed in him, even though she did not yet know and understand that he had risen from the dead. There is an important lesson in that for all of us. Faith in Christ believes. Even if it seems to human reason and experience completely irrational and unbelievable, an unreasonable thing, what made the difference for Mary? Or to put it another way, why did she believe, despite what she experienced and what she seemed to have her reason telling her? She believed, even in the face of death and grief, because Jesus had forgiven her. He saved her. And without him, she was lost. So she believes and worships him and weeps the sorrowful tears of faith, it is as if she were saying, I don't know what has happened. I don't know where his body is, but I know that he saved me. He forgave me. He loved me, and I will not let go of him, not even in the face of death. That's an important lesson for each one of us as we face suffering, death, things that we cannot understand. St. Luke records that Mary Magdalene was one of several women who had been healed of evil spirits and that Jesus had specifically cast seven demons out of her, Luke chapter 8. The evangelist St. Mark also specifically records the same thing. 
Mary was no stranger to Jesus, nor was Jesus a stranger to her. From the time of her deliverance, Mary, together with several other women, accompanied Jesus and the disciples, and they showed their love and their gratitude to him by attending to their temporal needs. Mary Magdalene was among the guests in the upper room for the celebration of the Passover and the institution of the Lord's Supper. Mary Magdalene was with the women at the foot of the cross. She didn't run away. Mary Magdalene assisted Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus in preparing Jesus' body for burial that Friday afternoon. Mary Magdalene was the first person to come to the tomb before the break of day on Easter morning. It is therefore understandable the outpouring of grief that we see in Mary. I think it would be quite accurate to say that no one to whom Jesus ministered loved him more than Mary Magdalene. As Jesus said of the harlot whom he had saved in Luke chapter 7, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. That means that his forgiveness is what you need most. It means that his forgiveness is the source and the sole source of your love for him. This is the essence of the Christian faith, to love Jesus and to trust in him because he is the one and because he is the only one who forgives my sin. As the Lord spoke through the prophet Jeremiah, they all shall know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. This explains Mary's faith and the outpouring of her emotions on that first Easter. It also explains why she held on to Jesus after the resurrected Lord appeared to her. So overcome she had been with grief that when she saw Jesus and when Jesus spoke her name Mary and when she realized it was him and not the gardener, she wrapped her arms around him. Jesus had asked her a question that morning. Woman, why are you weeping? But then he adds another question. Whom are you seeking? And this is an important question for you this morning who are gathered here today, whom are you seeking? The great Easter breakfast at Peace Lutheran? The singing of the choir? Whom are you seeking? It is my fervent prayer that your answer is Mary's answer. I am seeking my Lord, the Lord who died for me, the Lord who rose again from the dead for me the Lord who baptized me and joined me to his death and resurrection, the Lord who forgives my sin and who gives meaning and purpose to my life. It is important for us to understand 
that the emotions that we see on display in Mary Magdalene are the byproducts and the fruit of faith in Christ. But those emotions are not the essence of faith. In other words, how she felt, whether happy or sad, was not the essence of faith. In this morning's epistle, St. Paul teaches us the important lesson that the Christian faith and the blessed hope of the resurrection and salvation rests solely upon the word of the gospel alone, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was raised again from the dead according to the scriptures, and that he was seen by eyewitnesses who gave testimony to his bodily resurrection from the dead in fulfillment of those scriptures. This is very simply Paul's way of saying that our faith, in the midst of the tumultuous times in which we live, in the midst of the assaults of Satan upon our conscience, our faith must rest upon the Word of God alone. And that's what gives faith its certainty. You see, it is that word that Jesus spoke to Mary Magdalene that created such faith in her heart. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Mary, she turned and said to him, Teacher, and she flung her arms around his resurrected body. In that moment, when her eyes saw the resurrected Lord, the fruit of faith created by the word is evidenced in her embrace of him. And when she embraced him, don't misunderstand Jesus' words to her. Don't cling to me. She did nothing wrong. She did what faith does. Jesus is risen from the dead. He lives, he lives, and she embraced him with tears of joy and wrapped her arms around her Lord and loved her who had forgiven her all her sins. He was her life and he was her salvation. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this is what Christians do, because this is what Christians believe. And this is what Christians believe, that Jesus was put to death for our sins and raised again for our justification, our forgiveness, because of the objective truth of the Holy Scriptures. Faith rests upon the objective witness of the apostles and prophets. Here in the Bible, in the preaching, and in the catechesis, here we learn what Christ has done for us. Here in the preaching of the word of God, the Holy Spirit calls us to repentance and faith. Here in the preaching of God's word, we learn who we really are and what we need most. And here we meet Jesus, who speaks our name as surely as he spoke Mary's name. On the last day, we shall hear his voice. And out of the objective, strong word of faith, we will be raised from the dead, never to die again, and he will wipe away all tears from our eyes. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting.
I believe in one God, the Father. Let us pray. Lord of life, your Christ is arisen, and we rejoice. Let us hold his finished work firmly in our minds, that we may remember these things he has spoken to us, and continue always in the one true faith. Grant this especially to Rebecca Girock, Cheryl Thompson, and all the members of your church. When the Egyptians persecuted your church, you swallowed them up in the waters of the Red Sea. When death persecuted your church, you swallowed it up forever and washed your people in holy baptism. Nicola Giordano, Jennifer Scheller, Grayson Palmer, Heidi Schaff, Judy Wehrman, Grace Palmer, Sarah May, Savannah Lafour. Grant these and all the baptized to rejoice in the salvation you have given us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal Father, your church has come early in the morning this first day of the week to find the body of Jesus. Just as the women at the tomb proclaimed the resurrected Christ, grant also that all families would proclaim the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus at home and away, daily engaging in the reception of the Holy Scriptures. Especially, we pray for Wally and Mary Schneider celebrating a wedding anniversary. That, in the confidence of the resurrection, we would believe his word, receiving him in this blessed sacrament and proclaiming his truthfulness without hesitation. Lord, in your mercy, Holy Lord, Almighty God, your power is over all things. Even death has become your footstool. Take away the rebuke of you from all the earth. Reign over the might of man and preserve us against all threats to peace. Give wisdom to our Congress, to our president and to our nation's governors, 
and to the judges and to all who serve our government. Deliver us from pride, from the deceptions of self-sufficiency and from slavery to use technology without conscience or purpose. Lord, in your mercy, Father of our risen Lord Jesus, you have found your promises in his crucified and risen flesh. Fortify those who suffer in the body, especially Mary McMiller undergoing knee surgery, Michael Chen, Jan Wolin, Mark Gretzinger, Don Frederich, Dennis Michaelis, Gabby Hartwig, Mike Ferguson, Peyton Locklear, Jamie Lynn Martin, Kathy Miller, and Heather Peters that they may stand now on your word until they stand anew with Job and all your resurrected saints. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, you have offered us the well-refined feast in a mountain in the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Endow us with repentant hearts to receive his resurrected body and blood, which wipes away all our tears and swallows up our death forever. Grant that we would behold him evermore, saying, This is our God. Lord, in your mercy. All praise to you, dear Father in heaven, for you have opened the way to eternal life by the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We give you thanks for all those who have gone before us in the faith and now rest from their labors. Keep us in that same faith and embolden us by your resurrection to be fearless in the face of disease in the face of disease, chaos, loneliness, and every sorrow of this world. Give us with Job their solemn expectation to cheer us. Our Redeemer lives, and we too shall be resurrected and glorified to live with him in his eternal kingdom. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our resurrected Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. And most especially are we bound to praise you on this day for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death. And by his rising again, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy. Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive Renew and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is 
the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.